How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So Bob Nightingale of USA Today dropped a report last night talking about the Yankees. Obviously, they didn't get Corbin Burns because they didn't want to give up Spencer Jones, but that doesn't mean they're out of contention for a guy like Dylan Cease. I also want to discuss Shane Bieber because Driveline just dropped a really good kind of video describing kind of where he's improved this offseason. His velocity is back. The break on his curveball is back to where it was when he won the Cy Young in 2020. This is a pitcher that's rising and not falling, and maybe the Yankees want to pivot and go for a much cheaper alternative to a guy like Dylan Cease and Corbin Burns in a in his final year of arbitration. Um, personally, I think we wait a little bit and then go for and go go for Bieber. Whereas getting him now, you run the risk of him getting injured and then kind of being a dud anyway. Um, I don't necessarily think like he is a gamble. Like he's a guy that obviously coming off a relative down season. Um, I do believe that there's still, still some juice left in the tank and some gas left in the tank, and I do want to see what he can do leading up to the summer trade deadline and maybe make a move to get him if he's healthy. So that's the guy I have my eye on. We'll, t- we'll discuss him, kind of what improved on on his stuff, his velocity and whatnot. And then obviously Dylan Cease and like what we're comfortable with because we know Yankees aren't giving up Spencer Jones. Who are we willing to give up? And kind of discuss there because I do believe the Yankees are still inquiring and probably asking around what guys are going to cost. And they've had interest in Cease where there's smoke. They usually fire. We just don't know to what extent. So, Ryan, before we dive into the good stuff, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing great. And as you mentioned with the Yankees' level of interest in Dylan Cease, you know, we don't know if they're dead set on him. We don't know if they're like, this is our top guy. But we know that they're trying. They're, they're at least surveying the market for starting pitching. They surveyed the market on Corbin Burns. Obviously, it, that ended up going nowhere because they weren't willing to part ways with, with Spencer Jones. Whether you agree with that evaluation from the Yankee standpoint or not, the rationale behind it is you're trading for one year of Corbin Burns and Spencer Jones, his value could still rise to the point where he becomes your franchise center fielder. There is a lot of athleticism there. I completely understand the Yankees hesitance to give him up for Corbin Burns. But when we talked about that situation, I said that I would rather trade Spencer Jones for Corbin Burns than I would for Dylan Cease. And Alex, I still feel that way. That has not changed in the span of a week. And if my opinions change in the span of a week, um, you know, maybe they're not great opinions, right? Uh, Dylan Cease is a good pitcher. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, look at the things that decreased from 2022. A nine point drop off in stuff plus. That's pretty significant. Loses a mile per hour on his fastball. Loses a tick uh, there. Loses an inch of ride on that pitch. Uh, In terms of quality of contact metrics, his expected weight on base average on contact, which again, quality of contact metric around 370 is the league average. He went from 313, which is super elite, one of the best marks in baseball in 2022, to 383. So batters were teeing off of him last year. The whiff rate goes down from 33.2% to 31%. The chase rate goes down from 31.3% to 28.2%. That's not luck. That's making that's worse command. That's that's making worse pitches. That's not executing the way you should. That's mechanical failure, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, the expected ERA went from 270 to 4.13. The FIP went from 310 to 372. The ERA from 220 to 458. This is a guy who, who took a huge step back. This is not going from elite to good. This is going from elite to a below average pitcher to an average pitcher. And look, he has made the most starts in baseball over the last three seasons. And somehow he's only crossed the 180 inning threshold once in his major league career. That's because he's not pitching deep into games. If you're making 33 starts and you're at 177 innings, are you kidding me? Like you're not pitching deep enough into games. And look, again, I know I sound like I'm just ragging on Dylan Cease. I'm calling him a bad pitcher or whatever. I think he's a good pitcher. But when you tell me the price tag is Spencer Jones plus, most likely Spencer Jones and Chase Hampton, yeah, I'm going to nitpick. I'm going to sift through every single detail. And I'm going to say when when it comes down to it, if I'm trading the best of my farm system, 
I want the best I can get. And I stand by the opinion that if the Yankees were going to trade Spencer Jones, I would much rather do it for Corbin Burns than Dylan Cease. Corbin Burns is going to contend for the Cy Young every single year. He took a little bit of a step back last year. Don't get me wrong. His strikeout rate dropped. Um, His uh, velocity took a little bit of a dip. And yet he still gave you 200 innings, one of the best DRAs in baseball. That's what really good pitchers do. When they're not at their best, they're still one of the 10 best pitchers in baseball. Think of Garrett Cole. His 2022 season was not great. It was pretty good, but not great. And he still gave you 200 innings, 3-5 ERA, struck out a boatload of batters, postseason comes around, shuts the door, untouchable, lights out, gets us through the ALDS on his own. If Garrett Cole does not pitch to the Garrett Cole standard, we don't get past that first round. That's what that's what I think an ace is, right? Like I, I hold a very high standard for an ace. And I know that, again, just sound nitpicky, but ace, like we're talking ace prices. I don't see ace production. I, I have the numbers in front of me. This screams developmental pitcher, project guy, guy you hope is better next year. And as you alluded to, you know who else that fits that mold? Shane Bieber. And you know who has more success over the last two years? Shane Bieber. And you know who might be going in the right direction in terms of this stuff? Shane Bieber. So, uh, you know, I'm not sitting here and saying Shane Bieber's better than Dylan Cease, but what I am saying is every single projection system thinks Shane Bieber will outpitch Dylan Cease. So I think that's pretty telling, Alex. I, I'm not, again, I think Dylan Cease has better stuff, more upside. I think if you ask me who's more likely to win a Cy Young, I'd go with Dylan Cease. But again, like, I just, I can't get around. I have to trade Spencer Jones to get this guy. If that's the case, I'll go get somebody else, or, or I'll wait. I'll stand pat, as you mentioned, wait till the deadline. And who knows, maybe Dylan Cease has a, a bounce back here, puts up a two-something ERA. And then you go, all right, let's see if we can trade Spencer Jones or this guy. But it's not like his price tag's going to shoot up dramatically. Barring him winning the Cy Young, it, it's not like this guy's going to cost, again, more than Spencer Jones, Chase Hampton plus. So if I think, don't think price is going to change much from now to July, why not wait until I got a better idea what he's like? So, you know, I just don't think he's worth paying that price tag right now, and I think they should look at other options. I 100% agree. Look, Dylan Cease is a great player. His stuff fell off a bit last year. Now, the truth is, the Yankees, there's no way around you know, giving up Spencer Jones or Dominguez for Dylan Cease. That's who they want. Um, the reason the Yankees didn't get Corbin Burns was because they were unwilling to give up those two guys. Why all of a sudden would they decide, you know what, now we're willing to do it. Now we're going to do it for Dylan Cease, who's coming off a down year, whereas Corbin Burns was coming off another elite season. It doesn't make logical sense. I don't think they're going to get Dylan Cease because of that unless they decide, you know what, I think it's, we should trade a guy like Chase Hampton. Like maybe if Chase Hampton and Everson Pereira are a primary part of the deal and they, they don't have to move Jones or, or Dominguez, I think that we could see a deal like that formulate because Dylan Cease has two more years left of control, theoretically speaking. You know, Chase Hampton has a really good stuff, and we love Chase Hampton. He could be really, really good, but he's not proven. He has done nothing at the MLB level, whereas Cease had a Cy Young caliber year just um, a year before in 2022. So, you know, I would trade that. I would do that. You know, what are your thoughts on that? If, if the deal was headlined by Chase Hampton, it was like a Chase Hampton, Everson Pereira, maybe some other guys scattered in that didn't make much of a difference. Is that something you would pull the trigger on, or do you think maybe even the White Sox would say it's not even nearly enough? Yeah, so I think the White Sox would want more than Pereira as the secondary piece. Uh, but looking at uh, l- looking at kind of like some offers that you could see, I think Chase Hampton could headline a deal. 
I think a, a player that we could see, you know, if the Yankees were to make a deal, and I just don't think they're going to trade for Dylan Cease before the season starts. That's just my opinion. Um, you know, maybe Roderick Arias is that secondary piece, that second guy you throw in the deal. He's a little bit farther away. The Yankees have a lot of infield depth. It kind of makes sense for the Yankees, right? Like, Roderick Arias is a really good prospect. Don't get me wrong, and he has a lot of upside. And you could regret trading him, but he's not going to, like, he's not helping you right now. And he's not helping you next year. And he's probably not helping you the year after that. Uh, you know, I think Schmidt, you could dangle him in a deal because you might not need Schmidt as much with Dylan Cease in the trade. Um, you know, and, and then you throw in, you know, a, a pitcher, maybe it's a lower level prospect. Um, maybe it's a guy like you, Andres Gomez, who's, you know, major league ready and can help the White Sox right now. Um, it kind of depends on what they're looking for. I think that kind of four player package would make sense as an offer. Do I think the White Sox say yes to that? No. And do I think the White Sox should make a trade for Dylan Cease without Spencer Jones? No, right? Like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Again, I don't think he's very, like, I don't think he's a, a stud. I don't think Dylan Cease is, is a stud right now, but there's a pen, potential still there. The chance that he becomes one again is still there. I think you hang on to his value. I think that kind of makes sense from their perspective. You kind of see what he does. If you really do believe he's going to get better next year, um, or, or this upcoming season, excuse me, you've got a year and a, you got like, two years of control, not just a year and a half, two full seasons. You've got a little bit of time to wait. Um, I don't think the White Sox are going to force themselves to make a trade. And even at the deadline, if he's, like, good but not great, a team's still going to trade a lot for him, and that team might end up still being the Yankees. So, um, you know, I, I'm not saying that the White Sox have, you know, they have no inclination to trade Dylan Cease, but what I am saying is they have a little bit of time to wait, right? Like, they, they have some time to wait. Um, if, he was got, if he had one year left, maybe they viewed it a little differently. But, yeah, he's, he's not like he's super expensive. It's not like he's killing their payroll or anything like that. You got I understand why they would ask for Spencer Jones and hold on to that price point. But if they were ever to slide off of it, and if the Yankees want to make an offer that didn't have Spencer Jones, again, Roderick Rios, Chase Hampton, Clark Schmidt, and I'll say you want to just go match just to give a formal fourth guy. I think that would be a pretty good offer. You get a guy, again, Roderick Rios, could be, like, he, he could be one of those top prospects in baseball. I mean, he's ranked as a top 100 prospect in a couple outlets. Hampton's the Yankees' best pitching prospect. Schmidt is a major league ready pitcher. He kind of helps the White Sox now. And Gomez would help them now. So, I don't think it's bad value. I think it's a pretty good haul to get, but who knows? Yeah, you're not wrong at all. I'm definitely curious to see what the Yankees uh, decide to do in this pitching market. Obviously, we've been talking about it regularly. If you guys don't know every little small detail about these players yet, you probably haven't watched all of our episodes. We've breaking these guys down, um, you know, down to the bare bones, ultimately. And, you know, we know what Dylan Cease is. We knew what Corbin Burns was before he was moved. Um, you know, there are other options like uh, Lazardo. Um, you could look in that direction. He also has his fair share of injury history. So I, right now, Ryan, my best, I think my preference, wait, make sure the guy is healthy, acquire them over the summer. That's what I think is the right move to do, to do because the Yankees offense on paper is elite. If those guys stay healthy, they're going to have one of the best offenses in the game. Um, if that can cover up a lot of problems in the rotation, you wait, you see who's available and you get Shane Bieber pennies on the dollar. Cause Cleveland's probably not going to be very good. You go and you get him pennies on the, he's an expiring player. They're probably not going to resign him. You get him for literally nothing at the deadline and he and if he's healthy playing well, you're gonna you're gonna have your guy. That's that's your guy for the postseason. You know, that's your guy that helps you in a World Series. So 
That's my preference. Overpaying and giving a, one of our top prospects after sending seven pitchers away this offseason, um, I think is a bad move. You know, I, I don't think overspending right now out of desperate need or out of reactionary tendencies is the right move. And Cashman's not doing that. And I think that's smart. I know everybody wants to see the big move. Everybody wants the big player. But not reacting and not making dumb moves is what wins championships. Being reactionary, sending too much is what compromises your future. The likelihood of winning a championship is already lower. You know, it's already it's already unlikely to win a World Series. Let's not compromise our future and mortgage that at the same time. So our team is right now is capable of doing it. We just have to stay healthy, wait until the deadline, make the right move, make the smart move for a healthy player, and don't make the gamble now because you just never know. Um, and, you know, we saw what happened last year. We get Rodon, immediately gets hurt. You can't take these risks sometimes. You have to play it carefully. So I think the Yankees are doing a good job in, in letting the right deal come to them. And look, there is a Yankee tax. They want more than us, and they want from the Orioles. Like, it's clear. So I feel as though right now, um, at, at the end of the day, like, we just have to stick to our guns, be careful, make the right moves, don't mortgage your future. Because think about it. If your team is going to draft a great quarterback in the NFL, do you want to give up the biggest haul of all time and mortgage your the next five, six seasons of first-round picks or three or four seasons? Maybe not. Maybe you need more needs than just a quarterback. So you got to think about it in that, pers- in that kind of perspective as well. But yet this team... We have a lot of big decisions next year. Glaber Torres, Juan Soto, Alex Verdugo, all headed to free agency, one-and-done players. Maybe we extend one of them, maybe two of them. You just don't know. We have to have those insurance policies. Spencer Jones, Jason Dominguez, Chase Hampton, Will Warren, all major insurance policies for us next year. Um, so I do think that keeping them is is ideal. If we have to move one of those two pitchers, I could see it happening. But Jones and Dominguez, you're talking about guys that have that elite uh, elite potential, and they're re- they're a year away, if not ready to make the MLB jump really soon. Um, so I think the Yankees want to get eyes on that before they do it. If anything, I'd be trying to move Everson Pereira because he's probably going to be blocked from having a big role in this team in the future. So that's the guy. But again, his value is suspect because he didn't perform very well at the major league level. I think the Yankees were hoping he would have played better so that way they could kind of leverage that into a bigger deal. But you know, the 40% strikeout rate certainly didn't do anyone any favors. Um, so I definitely think right now maybe they'll see if Pereira does well in AAA and try to use that leverage um, at the deadline for a guy maybe like Shane Bieber, but we'll see what happens, guys. Always happy to hear perspectives down below in the YouTube comments section. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.